Hi, I'm Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Mel. No, wait, let's start over. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Hi, I'm shit ass. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Mel. But toast. <laughs> and this is murder. Attica. Attica. <laughs> we did it at the exact same time. <laughs> Enter and ending intro music now. I feel like we are not bad at this. <laughs> no, we're no. not. Are you joking? Are you being sarcastic right now? Oh, I've, I'm honestly not sure. I could go either way with those sentiments. <laughs> yeah, Jamie popped onto Zencaster with her name is Shitass, and that was my cue to fucking <laughs> die on the spot <laughs> as like Shitass has entered the conversation. Yeah, I've been Jamie forever on Zencaster, mm-hmm. but today it decided I was not Jamie anymore and that I have evolved into Shitass. Mm-hmm. I love that. I it's mean, like I picked either- the name, but yeah. <laughs> imagine it Zencaster just named me Shitass. <laughs> uh, the Queen knights you as like Sir Shitass. <laughs> Come on through, Lizzie. I want to be Lady, or uh, yeah, I want to be Lady Shitass, or no, wait, I want to be Queen Shitass, Lady of Toilets. Yeah, I love that. I, <laughs> I love, love that. But speaking of Queen Elizabeth, didn't she get diagnosed with COVID a little bit ago? And like, she's probably fine. Meanwhile, I I either got a cold like two weeks ago, or COVID, probably COVID, and I'm still coughing so much. Yeah, I don't know. I remember reading that right at the end of all the convoy stuff because, like, I remember making a joke and being like, yeah. no matter how this goes, it can be twisted into some kind of conspiracy. Like, mm-hmm. if she dies, they'll be like, oh, they're trying to make us afraid and believe that COVID's real. And then on the other side, if she, like, survived, they'd be like, see, it's just like the flu. Even the old-ass queen was fine. So enter, like, enter conspiracy theory three if she survives. She's just a powerful lizard. Queen yep. Elizabeth. <laughs> Queen Elizabeth, the 20th, little do we yeah. know. They just keep yeah. cloning her. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Little lizard clones. <laughs> little lizard clones. It's like on Jurassic Park. Yeah. <laughs> With a little fucking twisty, turny egg hand. <laughs> just oh, I, <laughs> I was going to say more so like it's just like a little lizard in the amber. That they have to oh, extract like the, the fucking the, the mosquito? <laughs> exactly. The mosquito Prehistoric fucking lizard. Anyways, would you like to tell the lovely people listening out there what we're doing tonight? Yes, I would. So, um, first of all, I just wanted to apologize because last week we didn't do anything. We didn't say anything. We no, just we were like, we, we, did, we didn't exist anymore. There was no mm-hmm. murderotica. I'm sure everybody just assumes we're another podcast that just faded away. But little do you know, we actually have like a hundred and something other episodes from our last podcast. And we don't oh, yeah, give we'll up never that go away. easily. <laughs> no. <laughs> like realistically, over the past like two years, we've only taken like two weeks probably in consecu- consecutively off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm still proud of us. But you know what? The world is fucked right now. It's so fucked Literally yesterday, I was like, Mel, you want to record? I was like, I don't know. Like, I kind of did a lot today. And you're like, I don't want to do anything. And that's yeah. exactly the sentiment Just so of, of this last 
like three weeks. It's just been first of all, during the convoy, it was like more mm-hmm. of like an angry rage that like kept me like engulfed yes. in hatred on the internet. <laughs> and I, I expelled a lot of energy there. Yeah, kept you feeling alive, burning yeah. passion. And Passion. then the war in Ukraine, I'm just trying to understand everything and all the like different mm-hmm. things that are being talked about and said. And, you know, there's just so much information out there on the internet. Like I'm just like, uh, and I, like I told you yesterday, I feel like I'm going through, like a midlife crisis where I'm starting to realize and like this includes you guys who are probably listening to this right now the few of my guy friends who listen to this but like I feel like I don't understand my my guy friends anymore like I'm just at a point where I'm just like starting to see the ingrained like I mean I've always seen the little bit of ingrained misogyny but like You know, I was a guy's girl, like, joked around about that Mm -hmm. shit. Like, that was so funny. I was privy to those conversations. And it was so cool to hate girls and just be like, oh, my God, I only say, like, fucked up, like, sexist shit to my guy friends and Mm -hmm. they love me and I wear baggy pants. Yeah. Women are horrible. And all the guys think I'm so cute about it, you know? And, I like, I was – we were talking a bit about this yesterday. It's like that shit actually got ingrained in us from yeah. media. And it was always cool for the girls to fight each other over, over the, the dude, boys. Like he was some fucking trophy. Yeah, like you cheated on me with that slut. And it's like, yeah, meanwhile, that slut her. has no idea that yes. he even had a girlfriend. Yeah. You guys just hate each other because she's prettier than you. Yeah, yeah, he's <laughs> literally prettier. He's because she's Becky with the good fucking hair, and I hate her. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, like it was just it was after an evening of like partying and stuff, and just with everything going on in the world and having conversations with like my guy friends. You know, it's more so when there's more of them than there are of you because, like, you know, I find whenever I have heart to hearts with my guy friends. They seem really understanding and they get it. But then once they're like congregated together and they realize that they're going to get the support of the other bros around. Power in numbers, baby. Like there just needs to be one dude who just says like, guys, that's fucked up and they'll shut up. Yes. But it's like yes. they don't want to be that guy because they don't know how their friends are going to take it. And they don't want to start a conflict with their friends. They don't want to get in a fight, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, again, this isn't all men. There are so many good guys that we know, you know, like we share the same oh, friend groups and stuff like that. Oh, like yeah. my partner is amazing. Your partner is amazing. Mm-hmm. But even my own partner, I see those moments where I'm like, why didn't you back me up? on that you know and it's like this Boys week this shit. last couple weekends ago or whatever like you know there was some pretty hardcore discussions going on and i mm-hmm. ended up crying at one point because it was just really you're frustrating because i'm a woman I and i mean happy international's Women's day i'm gonna mm-hmm. bitch and you're gonna listen to me <laughs> for the next five minutes but <laughs> that's the thing i felt like i felt like so overwhelmed and I was also like on like day two of partying. So, I mean, that comes in oh, too. Forget but it. Your dopamine is gone. I did sleep though. So, that's a good thing. But um, like I started drinking again the next day. But either way, I just like was so overwhelmed with, I can't, I'm trying to find the word for it, but like, I feel like um, it's just a hopelessness. Lack of support. Yeah, hopelessness, hopelessness in lack that of lack of support. Like, and I was like, you know, when I was talking to so and so, he was being. You know, he had an even calm voice. His opinions and mine clashed. 
but he didn't like discussing we were discussing things and like he would listen so that I I respected but then when somebody else came in just being in my face and stuff it was just like overwhelming and I just looked at them and I was just like guys I don't want to talk about this anymore normally like I will even if I say I don't want to I'll just keep talking about it because I'm so passionate about my opinions Mm -hmm. but like I was just like I don't want to talk about it anymore because I live a different life than you as a woman and I'm a white woman you know like and we were talking about everything from race and COVID and women and shit like that and it was just like I was like that's a lot all of our experience yeah all of our experiences are so different Mm -hmm. and I I've realized that men we've literally raised them to be so empowered which is like what you want for your kids you know what I mean you want your kids to be empowered but when they're not um what's the word like they don't have to they they don't they're not privy to seeing what's going on around them they're in their fucking bubbles Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they then they understand that and they don't actively go out and try and learn about those things if it's not anything interesting to them. And again, this isn't everybody, but this is just, I'm just talking about my experience the last couple of weeks and mm-hmm. how I've been feeling. I thought about writing a book and I have a really good name for it, but I don't want to say it on here because we have to copyright it first and then I you have can to copyright say it. it. I'll send it to you. I'll tell you after, but yes, I think I have two good. really good names, Amazing. but basically, yeah, like we're I just authors want- now. Yeah, like I just want to write a story. Well, we we've we've talked about being authors a few times. We have to write horror books. We have to write erotic literature, and now I'm gonna write a story about being like, you know, the guy girlfriend. Mm-hmm. No, and- but that's a, such an interesting perspective. And but like like I always say, um, equality to those who have been privileged will feel like oppression. So whether it's the guy friends now being said like being told, hey, like you. When you say that, it actually makes me feel sad. They're like, well, I didn't mean it for like, it's just a joke. You know, like it's that um, mentality of, wait a second, now I'm actually getting shit for just like being one of the dudes. What the fuck? I can't say anything anymore. It's like, yeah, you can though. That's you a can thing. say a lot yeah. of things. Like, and, and that's the thing. It's like, you know, even like after our conversations or in between things, like there's jokes that we've shared, you know what I mean? Like, Oh, I should just go back to the kitchen and make a fucking sandwich. LOL. You know? And like, Mm -hmm. I can joke about things when the time is appropriate, you know? But even then I realize I'm like, is it these little jokes that they get away with that are allowing this comfort level? Like now do I have to work even fucking harder at like, do I have to be that, buzzkill friend who's always like that's not appropriate you can't say that you know like because they don't they they don't know how far to take it Mm -hmm. and it's just like yeah I just anyways that's just my that's my apology and me ripping apart men (laughs) (laughs) on international women's international women's day like I just I feel so called right now to just like today, like I texted all of my girlfriends and I was just like, mm-hmm. happy International Women's Day, you know, and like to any women out there, any trans women, anybody who's dealing with a woman's kind of perspective mindset, somebody who presents as female and was, mm-hmm. um, you know, 
previously female, but now isn't, you know, considering themselves and, and identifying as a male, you know, like they still felt that. So it's just for everybody, but everybody, but yeah, we I just have felt- our own little corner where you, if you know, you fucking know, like, yeah, you know that you have to, uh, hold yourself a certain way you have to make choices a certain way um something that your average joe takes for granted when he gets to leave the house at 11 and walk down the street and not worry about somebody jumping him uh, putting him in a car and fucking doing shit to his body that no human being should have to face so it's like if you fucking know you get it like women anybody who's femme or presenting femme like we fucking we just look at each other and we fucking know you know what i mean exactly it's one of those days where you can just like try and empower those around you so like i appreciated you texting me i was like i hope everybody who identifies as a woman today just gets their period and yeah strike (laughs) things down together because just like a group conjuring together (laughs) fucking we just bleed out the world just like a tsunami of blood just swipes out everything except for all the animals yeah and the earth can start anew (laughs) yes yes i love it of just animals living their animal lives (laughs) covered in blood (laughs) yeah but i just think that we need to be empowering each other so much and like i was thinking about this a lot too the other day i was like you know who the strongest people in the world are fucking black women and i can't Mm -hmm. speak on their experiences just on what i've you know i've i've read up on and and listened to like you know people on social media like express Mm -hmm. and it's just like i just see black women as literally they they are like they are building up black men they are building up like they are constantly you know working for like the better good of of building up other people like of building Mm -hmm. up their communities of building up like they put so much effort into everyone around them and you know they deserve look at so much and, credit yeah like, and look at how much don't. people have had to face like like it's just the injustices people have had to face and still have to keep like the strength about them to continue fighting for their community like i can't even imagine yeah and i mean again this is like me as like a white chick so like just take this like with a grain of salt and i don't want to ever talk about anybody's experience oh you know about there but even you know you hear about like i hear about how black men like being with white women because you know they they don't feel as um um what's the word like like black women are too powerful for them in a way but they're like the way they're making it seem like isn't in like a positive way you know and it's like they're being punished for their fucking badassery mm-hmm. for being so fucking loyal and strong and powerful mm-hmm. you know that men can't even handle it yeah you know yeah. I I fucking I don't know know if I'm explaining this right but no I totally get you I know what Twitter threads you're feeling because shit pops up and I'm like you know what I want to learn today also yeah again like just even circling back to just being a like a loud and strong woman yeah this is something that we have to be a little bit less apologetic about even though it is apparently so fucking annoying to dudes for a girl to now stand up and be like actually no 
because we never had a platform, not when I was growing up to just, you had to laugh at the dumb jokes and you had to not, you know, if not, if not, the guys didn't want anything to do with you. So we put up with a lot of fucking bullshit. Um, exactly. And, and in the end, like fucking ended up hating each other. And now the, the script has flipped and we've all found each other. The internet. Thank you for bridging the gap and teaching us and providing, I don't even know, just a little, a little outreach across the world where women can connect with each other and yeah. see that it's nice to be friends. Yeah. And, you know, it's, <coughs> excuse me, I didn't get to mute that, but, uh, you know, you know, I'm pretty new to Twitter, like only the last like year. It's so nice. I love Twitter. Yes, there's a lot of fucking misinformation out there, but it's teaching me to do my due diligence. So like, if oh, anything, yeah, no, we're not lazy. Me, I'm not lazy like I used Snopes to be it. on Facebook. But um, yeah, it's so nice because like, I don't have any friends on Twitter, except for you and like Jen in like mm -hmm. the UK, I think that's it. And like, just like a few other people, maybe like acquaintances, but like, I don't really know anybody. And I've, I've got a lot more followers. I started following a lot more people after all of the like whole political stuff. And, you know, like I've surrounded myself with a lot of like-minded people and it's just nice to see, you know, like how I used to like on Facebook, if somebody was like attacking me and I was having like a troll war, you know, like I get to a point where I'm like, mm -hmm. ah, use your big words, Mal, and make it sound smart and crush their souls, you know? Now Instead, I, feel I just like come in and I'm just like, grandma's going to lick you. Like, yeah, like, like something disturbing. But like yeah. now there's a whole community of people I don't even know who do that. They just mm -hmm. see a comment and they're like, I don't like that. I'm going to go fucking rip them apart. And I do mm -hmm. that too for women, you know, like some dude made fun of a tweet that I retweeted the other day about, you know, an individual coming out as non-binary. And I was just like, you're loved, you're valid, you know? And they're just like, oh, so fucking stupid. He's so confused and blah, 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 this and that. And like, meanwhile, just you, go you don't need to share. It's like, he doesn't you just keep your to, fucking you mouth to, shut. You I said such that. fucked up shit to him mm -hmm. before I blocked him. But I was just like, oh, I'm just, and then like you go to his profile and he's like, cover photo is something like a cartoon being like white men don't have opinions and i'm just like because your opinion's shit dude <laughs> if if your opinion is anything to go off of based on your twitter feed yeah. darling you should be a little bit more quiet you know yeah and if it's white men being like targeted right now by every other like race and color and sex. Ask why. <laughs> and maybe it's Don't you're be mad. the problem. Ask why exactly. <laughs> like it's like whenever somebody's like everybody's always against me, and you're like at a party and everybody's like, and they're like, I'm the target. It's like, yeah, but stop and reflect. Yeah, like, maybe we should look inwards for a second. <laughs> yeah, but anyways, that's my rant for now, and I mean, it kind of goes really well with what I'm going to be um, talking about today. Which I love is, a nice little lead in. Yeah. So Everything is bridged and connected. I actually didn't even mean for this to fall on Women's Day at all. And it's a story that both of my favorite podcasts, My Favorite Murder and Morbid, have done. Like, And I always try really hard not to do anything Morbid did. Like, no offense, mm -hmm. My Favorite Murder, you guys rock. But they put like two episodes, like two stories per episode. So like they're not as detailed. Mm -hmm. While meanwhile, I'm listening to Morbid right now. And friggin' Elena is on part four of Albert Fish. I'm like four. So like each episode's an hour and a half. Like that's okay, how well, much I'm information. I'm never doing Albert Fish then, even though that was in the cards. Like, right? I'm like, I can't do anything that it. those fucking yeah. 
amazing bitches do. Like seriously, seriously, they're so good. Like Ash is just so funny, and she's like she always does all the like best like Hollywood like stories and things like mm-hmm. that. And she does an amazing commercial. Like I like listening to her commercials. Elena doesn't do any of them. Yeah, but, but that's when you know your strengths and then you just play into Elena, them, you know? meanwhile, knows everything and she's a genius. Not that mm-hmm. Ash isn't a genius, but like, you know, Elena definitely gets all those fucking nitty little details. But anyways, I just, I know that they've both done it. And if you guys are true crime listeners, you might have already heard about it. But I know that we have a different target audience as well. You know, we, we've we've merged some of our like erotic readers and authors and stuff they enjoy our podcast and they listen to the true crime too. So maybe a few people out there won't have heard of this story. And I'm hoping you haven't. I gave you the name already, which is the survival story of Mary Vincent. Amazing. And I don't, my brain is a goldfish. So even if I have heard it, I may as well have not. I fucking hope not. Cause it's insane. It is so fucking crazy. But again, Emphasis on survival. So mm-hmm. I wanted to do something like you did a, something spooky last time. I wanted to do something a little lighter. I mean, what she goes through, not fucking light at all. But, you know, her level of badassery and like how she like, you know, what she did afterwards and everything like that. Like, it's just like amazing how she made it through mm-hmm. all this. Well, there's going to be a nice ending to this don't we need a nice ending lately i really do so i that's what i want from this i i could promise an okay ending okay okay (laughs) okay is better than horrible and horrendous it goes kind of like bad to like really bad to like a little better to bad again and then better okay amazing i roller coaster all right so you ready i'm ready to go let's get this started notes enter Okay, so again, we're going to be talking tonight about Mary Vincent. And then the one thing I didn't actually look up <laughs> was her date of birth. I wrote it down in my notes. I'm like, date of birth. And then I put it there and I didn't look it up. Born in 1963. There we go. I found it very quickly. Yeah, I thought you were going to be like, Mary Vincent was born, period. <laughs> That's Next literally point. what it says in my notes. Mary Vincent born on. <laughs> And then her parents. (laughs) All right. So Mary Vincent was born in, what did I just say? 1963. 1963. 1963. That makes sense. She was born in Las Vegas. Both of her parents worked in casinos. Mom as a dealer and dad as a machine repairman. Now, we're going to kind of jump into Mary's now 15 years old. Okay. So around 1978. So here's like what we're going to set the scene. Mary's home life, like, it wasn't necessarily the most, like, abusive, traumatic upbringing, but Mm -hmm. it definitely, like, wasn't good. There was a lot of troubles at home. She did not get on very well with, like, mom and dad. Um, She ran off a lot. Uh, I I shouldn't say a lot. Like, I'm adding in speculations here. But she did run off a couple times. Um, She'd lived with her boyfriend in Sausalito, California in his car for a summer. Oh, was re- that's exciting. Yeah, but she was returned home and she was 15, right? So she was returned home when her boyfriend was actually apprehended on rape charges. Oh. And he allegedly raped a high school girl. So like, Dear I God. don't know if it's like 
statutory rape because that's definitely what he was doing with her probably. Yeah. So anyways, there isn't, nothing goes into that, but that was just a random fact that came up. So I was just like, all right, let's throw that in there. So she was living with her boyfriend for a little while, came back home. Again, things weren't working out. So she was like, fuck this. Like, I don't want to live here anymore. Like, I want to go live with my grandpa. And I believe she was actually staying with her uncle for a bit in Berkeley. Mm -hmm. So on September 29th, 1978, Mary is 15 at the time. um, She decided to hitchhike from Berkeley where her uncle lived to her grandpa's near LA. She was running away. Again, military family didn't get along well with her parents. Um, And on this day that she was hitchhiking, she was actually, she actually came across two other hitchhikers who were also hitchhiking. Um, I believe they were all trying to get to LA. This is the seventies. Okay. So keep in mind, this was like normal. Hitchhiking was like how you got around. So many of the documentaries I've watched. is Like this is what happened. There's always a hitchhiking person involved. The seventies definitely ruined hitchhiking for us nowadays. No, I'm joking. It was always terrible, but (laughs) I'd say pretty much a 50, 50 chance. You're either going to get where you're going or you're going to get dead. Like that was it. Yo, I hitchhiked before from Morrisburg <gasps> to Cornwall. Oh, fuck <laughs> that. You I was with like soul. two other friends, girlfriends. I know, but I've seen it where the group of friends, the he whole He stopped whole to go party. to the bathroom at one point. We went through his car. Oh, my God. <laughs> As teenage girls do. Yeah, I think we were looking for weapons or drugs. <laughs> Not for us, <laughs> though. <laughs> you know, to make sure say. he didn't like drug us. Yeah, oh, that's smart. Yeah. Anyway, so on this day, she was hitchhiking along with two other people. Um, Again, she, I'm not 100% clear if she was like living with her uncle at the time or had just been staying there, but she had been like hitchhiking, like on the road, kind of like Mm -hmm. she was just like exhausted. She's 15 years old, like running around doing all this stuff. Like, I don't know if she's partying and whatever not, but either way, she, she was like, like a rebel. Like she's not getting full night's rest. She's not having a like a, a whole what's it called? Like a, a whole a valid, sleep. I was gonna <laughs> say like a whole valid breakfast. You know, like a well-rounded meal in the yeah. morning. She sounds like she's surviving and partying. Like at least you know, a more yeah. um, rebellious lifestyle. Exactly. And that's just like assumption again. Like she could have just been going to churches and praying like while she was like on the on the go. But, you know. She's I'm- living in her boyfriend's car at 15. Like I hate to, <laughs> to just like assume, but I have a feeling because I have lived like, like a, you know. Yeah, pretty rock and roll lifestyle. Yeah, like I'm basically basing all of this off of like my My own experience. Exactly. Exactly. So (laughs) sorry, Mary, (laughs) who's still kicking and being a badass. But yeah, so like she was just exhausted. That's what I'm trying to get at. She was exhausted. So when a gentleman by the name of Lawrence Singleton, um, who we're going to call Larry, pulled over, um, he looked like a sweet old grandpa dude. He came off as very, like, nice and inviting, and she felt comfortable enough that, like, she would hitch a ride with them. God damn uh, it. It's always the ones that you think you don't have to worry about. Yeah, like, I could take this old man, basically, you yeah, know? I'll like, break his bones. I'll, I'll break snap his, his bones. Legs. Like, have you ever seen old person strength like my grandma used to fucking kick everybody's ass like arm wrestling like when you get old like that muscle memory just gets wiser my papu <laughs> was so strong 
he would be able like um what were we doing we were like playing a game and he would catch like both my wrists like i'd be like not like tickling him but like just like poking at him mm-hmm. he'd be able to catch both my both my wrists i am a teenager at this point by the way in one hand and be like cuts you cuts you i cuts you and like <laughs> just so strong and then even when he had alzheimer's yeah like he probably had I super strength then i can't even describe it he was such a, a fucking badass man but like so yeah again like you look an old person you're like if things go bad and i need to pop a hip to save my own life and save my friend's life whatever it is i'll do it and then you forget about that secret secret strength that silver strength yeah that silver strength (laughs) (laughs) i love it um i also have in here in my notes just because morbid commented on it and i thought it was kind of funny but like yeah he was dressed in overalls and they were like there's two types of people in the world that wear overalls like sweet old grandpa farmery like dudes this isn't a quote or like you took the wrong turn i thought about michael myers but those are coveralls so it's either only two people wear coveralls mechanics and michael myers yeah and what did jason wear jason wore overalls at one point jason definitely had that like back woods hick look going on for a little while mm-hmm. i think but yeah he, he did he also wore i want i'm like is he wearing flannel and like fucking work at pants? one point yes dude at one yeah. point yes he was such a little hipster clutch a hipster grew a beard over his mask <laughs> <laughs> beard, he puts lavish yeah. lavender beard oils over it yeah all right, so setting the scene again, she's standing there on the side of the road with two people. Larry pulls over, looks like a sweet old grandpa in his van, okay, um, dressed in overalls. Uh, so Larry was like, hey, do you need a ride? And they're like, yeah. He was like, unfortunately, I only have room for one person. But, like, okay. I have a van, but okay. it's full. Um, I don't know. It's full of air and only one of you can squeeze in back here. That's <laughs> when you say, absolutely not. You take the crew. Yeah. Because if you want shit to go down, you may as well fucking get all three of us or. A hundred percent. So her people, which weren't her people, but just people with her were like, yo, dude, like you should probably pass on this one. Like this is not, this is weird. Like don't get in with them. Mm-hmm. But she was exhausted and she didn't take their advice. She just wanted to reach her grandpa's house. So she went with Larry. Oh, okay. Now it's getting to the part of the story where it's real. So I'm getting nervous, but please continue. All right. So Larry is a 51 year old former merchant Marine. He had just recently been divorced. Mm-hmm. Um, might've just lost his job. I might be taking that off the top of my head, but recently divorced. He was a fucking drunk. Like, he was shitty in his relationship. Mm -hmm. He had a teenage daughter who was actually 15 as well, the exact same age as Mary. And he had actually just recently, in the last couple of months, stopped talking to his daughter after a huge blow up. I think I remember reading in one of the articles that his ex-wife had said, like, he kind of felt like he didn't have anything to, like, live for after that. But, like, not to feel bad for him at all because he's disgusting. No, but you're setting the scene up that this sounds like he's got nothing to lose and that is a very dangerous person to be around. Yeah, for sure. And, I mean, I'll throw this in now before I forget about it, but after what we learned that he does and shit, like, it definitely – you would assume that this – they weren't – like, she wasn't his only victim. Like, you know, (sighs) like – Oh, no, maybe we he's don't a professional know. or whatever it Knows. is. Okay, okay. Well, I'm bracing myself. Everything was fun and games, and now I feel like we're getting to the serious part. 
Yeah. So again, he was a drunk, recently stopped talking to his daughter. And mm-hmm. in the van, he even mentioned that to her. He's like, I have a daughter your age. She reminds me of you. You know, trust me. Like, oh I'm God. a nice old man. Um, when she mentioned where she was headed, which was to LA, he stated that he wasn't actually going to LA. I believe he was going to Reno, but that he would be happy to detour and drive her to the Interstate 5 to help her out, which would take her like straight to LA. Okay. But again, like this is just sketchy as fuck. It's like, if you're like, why are you doing this for me? Like I could easily catch another ride, but whatever. Thanks old man. Yeah. And my two friends could have fit in here with us, but yeah, sure. Exactly. It sounds like he's saying what he needs to say to get her in, get her comfortable. Exactly. Exactly. So the majority of the ride was pretty uneventful. So at one point Mary lit a cigarette and like at the same time she sneezed, maybe like a little smoke got up in her nose. And, like, he just instinctively reached over and, like, touched her neck and asked if she was sick. Like, are you okay? Like, are you sick? Like, touched her neck. And she, Whoa. like, instantly. Yeah, there's nothing in the rest of the story that would assume that, to be honest. Like, there's no reason. Like, I actually think I wrote in here, super weird. I mean, we know he's going to attack her, Obvi, but like, why did he instinctively do that? Was he testing her out to see what her reaction would be, maybe? Oh, to being Yeah, because like this was like an opportunity to look like a kindly yes. old dad, you know, like, oh, sweetie, are you okay? You know, and see if if she was comfortable with him touching. Flinches, if she, oh my God, that's so, I didn't even think of it that way. I'm like, maybe he's worried he's going to catch something. I assume it's him being selfish, but you're so fucking right. He's testing the waters to be like, what can I get away with? Yeah, like how hard is this going to be? Like, could I maybe persuade her into a sexual act first and then do whatever Mm -hmm. it is that I fucking Mm want to do to her? Like get her in a situation that I want? Or am I going to have to like be strategic about this? That's that's what I got. Dear God. So she like pulled away and was like, what the fuck? Like, don't touch me. So it definitely Mm -hmm. made her a little uneasy, but eventually she like felt comfortable enough or again, she was fucking exhausted. Maybe she just drifted off to sleep. Maybe she didn't want to, but she did. She drifted off to sleep. When she woke up, she realized one of my worst nightmares, which is like, you know, like in fucking death proof, like they aren't going in the proper direction. Oh, oh no. And like, is it nighttime? Um, I can't remember if it was nighttime. I think probably around nighttime. Yeah. Like, I feel like this happened all night and then in the morning it Mm -hmm. it finished, but. I would be jump. I'd be kicking out that window and jumping the fuck out that window. Oh my God. So she was like, what the fuck? Like they were headed East towards Modesto instead. Mm -hmm. And being the badass that she is, which you're going to learn, she's fucking crazy badass. Like She's a survivor. She grabbed, like, a yardstick. See, there's different, like, stories, which I've added in two parts. So, like, I've heard that she found a pointy stick. Mm-hmm. And then I heard that there was, okay. like, a yardstick or one of those, like, surveyor sticks. Mm-hmm. And she found it on the floor of the van and, like, waved at him and, like, was, like, what the fuck? Like, where are we going? Like, what are you doing? This isn't the right way. And he immediately apologized and trying to get her trust back. And he was, like, I... He said, I quote, I am an honest man and it was an honest mistake. I'm sorry. He said he must not have been paying attention and he promised he would take her there. She accepted this and was like, okay, well, fuck, like, let's go then. Now I've heard two different versions of what happens next. 
One was she decided to step out and stretch her legs and she bent over to tie her shoes. The other was she had an uneasy feeling and realized her shoelaces were untied and that if she needed to run, that could be an issue. So she bent down to tie her shoes. And that's when everything goes black for Mary. Because when she bent over, he came up behind her. And again, I have two different sources saying, one, that he repeatedly hit her in the head, like punched her in the back of the head. And then the other is smashed her in the head with a hammer. And seeing as this is a survival story, we know this didn't take her out, which in itself is insane. Like getting smashed in the back of the head with a hammer. Oh, Oh my God. That, but that's what I'm saying. Like, this is so dark already. And you say that mm-hmm. this gets crazy. So I'm, I'm like holding so, yeah. onto my blanket. My so sadly, the nightmare white. is just beginning. When Mary wakes up, she is naked oh, and she's you. tied up. Thank you. Larry then proceeds to force her to do sexual acts on him. At one point, he basically shoved his Ugh. full member into her mouth and told her to perform oral sex on him. <clears throat> fucking disgusting piece of rapist shit when that didn't satisfy him he threw her in the back of the van told her not to scream and to obey him if she wanted to live he then proceeded to rape and sodomize her disgusting he then hopped back in the driver's seat and like i read in different articles that he was like naked he just like jumped in the driver's seat naked brought her somewhere else and raped her again She remembers him raping her about six to eight times. So throughout this disgusting attack, he forced her to drink an unknown substance that caused her to lose consciousness several times. So so we have her smashed in the head, tied up, naked, sodomized, raped. And now she's trying to like not lose consciousness constantly with an unknown substance. Oh my God. And at one point... She wakes up and he tosses her outside and forces her to lay on the ground naked. So she's still tied up. She's still naked. He just like tosses Mm -hmm. her outside. Mary pleads with him, please like, let me go. Let me be free. Like, and that's when he said, you want to be set free? I'll set you free. He then went back over to the van, grabbed a hatchet he had and returned back to her. (gasps) Oh my God. Is he like, you want to be free? I'm going to literally separate your soul from your body. Yeah. Or like, you know, you could stop and think like, is he going to like cut her loose and be like, run and then hunt her? I don't know. Who knows? Mm -hmm. Oh God. That's, that's That's just my brain. That's where it went. Um, Jesus Christ. Yours is like straight in. Yeah. So at some point she must've got back up and like stood up or he stood her up and he Mm -hmm. lifted the hatchet and began to hack her fucking left arm off. Just holding onto uh, her, hacking what? her arm completely off. What? She's like going into shock. What? She's fighting him tooth and nail the whole time. Instinctually, she grabs him with her left arm, try to fight him. And then he began to chop off, or wait, sorry, her right arm. And then he began to chop off that arm. She recalls falling backwards, even though she thought she was holding on to him. She hadn't even realized that her other arm was now chopped off too. So she now has no arms to fucking hold on to him. So she's falling backwards. Uh, I, right now, I, my, my brain it's a horror is movie. not even processing. Okay. So he cuts off her left yeah. arm as she's fighting him, and then go. She goes to grab him with the right arm. He cuts that off, and then 
So yeah. people talk about phantom limb syndrome is a real thing. If you immediately lose your limbs, you're not, no. your brain's not going to click in to that yeah. you don't have arms yet. So I can only imagine you falling backwards. You're going to brace yourself. You don't even yeah. realize. I I honestly, Jamie. What so she remembers seeing him squirming and twisting around. And she was like, what the fuck like, is he doing? And she saw that her fucking hand was still gripping onto his arm. And he was trying to pull it off <gasps> of him. Oh my God. Her arm was so strong in its last moments. It just like Mm -hmm. sealed its fingers. Good for it. Oh my God. Rest in peace, right arm and left arm. That sucks so fucking bad. I feel so bad for her. This is, this is so crazy. My brain can't even like pick it up, you know? At this point, I'm still in the back seat, and she's yeah. been hit with a hammer. No. I haven't moved from there. So he then pushed her body to the side of the road and rolled it down a 30-foot embankment. Oh, my God. And stuffed her in an old concrete drainage pipe and said to her as he turned around what? and walked away, There, now you're free. I, What a piece of actual fucking wet shit. This guy's mm-hmm. a wet turd. That just, he should be flushed down a fucking toilet. So, how how is she going to get out? Oh, like, girl. She, oh, so, the location this. that they were at was around Del Porto Canyon, is where the location she was. And so, here she is laying, and he's left. He assumes like she's basically dead. Like, there's, she's blood. At mm-hmm. this point, she lost 50% of the blood in her body. I didn't even think about blood loss at this. Like, I can't imagine. Drugged. She's also drank exactly. that drug you said, right? And like, so yes. now yeah. half of her blood's gone. The other half that's still in there is full of fucking sedative. She's been bashed Question. on the head, yeah. rep- repeatedly raped. So she's just like laying there sh- and she's like literally already been for- through like four deaths already. Like I would have died at the hammer. I Yes. Same, same yeah. here. I would have made it. What a insanely strong, like will to live. Yeah. And just so as person. she laid there bleeding, this is this is pure. Out, crazy. She battled between falling asleep or fighting, but then she thought to herself, she had to mm-hmm. make it. She had to make sure this didn't happen to mm-hmm. someone else. And I quote: She recalls, he threw me off a cliff. I should have broken bones. I should have bled to death and I didn't. I remembered everything. I wanted to give up and go to sleep, but I felt someone there with me. A presence wanted me to survive. A voice told me to get up and get help or someone else would die. Mm-hmm. Actual hero. Hello. She's not even thinking yeah. about herself. She's just like, I'm going to somehow stand up with my two legs, yeah. the only limbs I have, and with no climb arms. up a cliff. A cliff yeah. that she was so thrown down. Mary's like, oh, first of all, incredible. I need to stop this bleeding. So she fucking packs her mm-hmm. stubs with mud. Could you imagine? Could you imagine how much? Honestly, that would at this point, Honestly. I don't know if I even feel anything. Like, I think that the shock mm-hmm. would have already kicked in and the adrenaline. Like, I don't even know if you would feel anything because I feel like if you felt shit at that point, I'd give up. I'd be like, nah. I don't even know, yeah, but who knows? True, I'm sure true. she was in fucking excruciating pain. But at that time, she was like, I can't even think about this. So she uses all of her power to crawl up the hill. And it took her hours. It took a whole fucking day to climb 30 feet. She has no arms. Oh, my 
I can't believe she Can you imagine like she's an army crawling up because if you stand up, you're just going to lose your balance. Like when you don't have arms anymore, like there's no. Yeah. So when she finally, she finally makes it to the top of the hill, makes her way onto the road freeway. And she had to continue walking Mm -hmm. for three more miles, which to Canadians is four kilometers. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot when you've already like in the dirt. Because again, she's in the middle of nowhere. Right. So think about it. She was hitchhiking Mm -hmm. from like around, like she's from Las Vegas. He was going to Reno. That's like Nevada. Right. So they're in the Nevada Mm -hmm. area. What do you think of when you think of Nevada? Just long stretches of highway where you can get rid of bodies and nobody will ever find them. Yeah. They've said it. Like there are so many bodies, which will never be So, I mean, it's pretty fucking desolate out there. And then finally, she sees a car coming, a convertible with two dudes driving. Holy fuck. Finally, she's saved. They slow down. Yeah. But no. Those fuckers... crank up their fucking gas and they just fly on by and i mean when i say fuckers i mean with all due respect because even mary says now she looked like something out of a fucking horror movie just think about it she's naked bloody Mm -hmm. dirty Mm -hmm. arms straight up in the air because it's the muscles and blood wouldn't fall out is what she said her quote so she's just walking with her arms straight in the air no, 100%. But also in actual horror movies we've seen where it's like the victim <laughs> crawls out and they go to flag down a car and the car's like, because nope, and they swerve around. When I them, see like, somebody oh, in the middle no. of nowhere like, I'm not and stopping. I see them coming out running and they're like, help, help. I'm thinking of every horror movie I saw where like the people help and they get killed within five fucking minutes. They pull over. Guess who's chasing? Why yeah, it's like running? in fucking Wolf Creek. Chased, you, you know, know? <laughs> they're like, get in the car or like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm-hmm, and then, exactly. or the hitcher. They're like the families, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. jump in, and then like they just get fucking slaughtered. Oh, yeah, the whole family's Anyways. gone. So yes. they fucking peaced out. Luckily, a couple who were on their fucking honeymoon drive up, and these wonderful humans oh pick her up, wrap her up in linen, and drive her to the closest rest stop and call nine one one. I love them. I love them. That's because like you're saying, like I get people looking out for their own safety. Like, well, if that that happened to you, what's going to happen to me? I get it. It's a selfish thing. It's a human selfish thing. It happens. But for these people to stop, like that is fucking brave. And they are amazing. 100%. And 100% Can you imagine how much that would strengthen today. your relationship? Like the love that like, if like my, yeah. my partner like went out and like wrapped a girl up in like fucking linen and we're like, we're going to help you. Don't worry. We're going to help you. I'd be like, and saved her. I love you yeah. forever. I'm married. So you forever. all she kept saying over and over yeah, again yeah. when they were bringing her to the rest stop was he raped me. So when the paramedics arrived, they flew her by helicopter to the nearest hospital. And instead of needing time to recuperate and Mm -hmm. deal with what just happened, she demanded to speak to officers immediately to tell them exactly what happened so they could find this garbage human. Yeah. And what he looked like, like everything. Oh, my God. Fucking. I literally can't even believe what an Mm. insane ride we are on. And just like. You you weren't lying when you're like this is gonna be a roller coaster. You still have like some downs. Up, I'm like, <laughs> fuck yes, girl. Like I want you to get your rest. Yeah, 
I'm sure we will, but I'm just like, I know you want your rest. But like, I was going to say God's work, but like, you're better than God because there is right no now, God. You know, like you, not you this, do. not if this happened to yeah. you. No, the, there wouldn't. If this happens to no. anybody, I'm like, I can't yeah. see a so, possibility. You know, again, no. she was like, I'm going to tell you everything right away. They had a police sketch artist take her description down, and the composite that was created was identical identical to them and we all know that in cases like that any mm-hmm. like firsthand accounts or like you know witness testimonies stuff like that like they they don't get taken very far in court because your brain immediately just starts changing shit so she was like nope we're doing this right now and the sketch was so close and it was released to the media immediately. And as soon as it hit people's doorsteps or TV, I don't know exactly how people got their news back then. Larry's neighbor slash mm-hmm. buddy saw it and was like, that's Larry. And called and told the police, which good on him, you know, like. Bro out Incredible. with him. So happy he didn't fucking just like try and yeah. grow out with him or yeah just be like i don't want to get involved he's always been a nice neighbor i don't see how he could do this yeah, even though exactly. the sketches so when authorities apprehended singleton which was in 1979 now so like i think probably towards the beginning of the year mm-hmm. i don't know the exact date i apologize everybody um so the trial and everything i think i believe happened in 1979 so when authorities apprehended singleton mary testified against him in court which super brave of her a hundred larry claimed he was drunk on the night he claimed that mary was a prostitute and he okay. called her a ten dollar a night whore okay okay he, so he also yeah like uh, that just get, okay i was drunk so you know like um i just like had to assault her and then cut her goddamn arms off because you know like she deserved it what yes Exactly. And I apologize for saying prostitute, but that's just was the time. Mm-hmm. That's what they said at the time. Um, he also stated that the other hitchhikers were actually with them, along with another man named Larry. <laughs> and that what? if any evidence was found in the van to prove what had happened to Mary, it was the other Larry that must have did it and was like trying to frame this Larry. It's Larry and Larry. So he the it only was name Patricia. He- yeah, that wasn't me. That was Patricia. But okay, you're so the cops ask you if anybody else is there, and you're like, yeah, my friend. Uh, uh. Oh wait, the only man name I can think of is my own fucking name, which is Larry. Like, are you joking? You couldn't uh-huh. have said Harry, Barry, Carrie. There's a lot of them. You Contrary. stupid fucker, <laughs> stupid man. Yeah. So later on in the trial, he does, though, admit to cutting off her hands after whatever Larry did because of IDing her. Oh, for fuck's sakes. Despite everything that Larry said, Mary stood up in front of the whole court, pointed out to with her hooked prosthetic arms, Mm -hmm. pointed at Larry, uh, who she only referred to him as her attacker. She never once would use his name throughout the whole trial and declared in a firm voice that he was the one that did this to her. After testifying, Mary like ran out of the courtroom, basically like she was like, I'm out. Why? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, first of all, trauma. Secondly, and Larry confirms this after he had a chance to briefly pass by her in the courtroom close enough to her to whisper a comment to her as she passed. Oh, God. And like I said, you know he later admitted to her, he said, I quote, 
I'll finish this job if it takes me the rest of my life. I hate him and I want to suffocate him with like a bag full of baby diapers. Like I want to do heinous things to him because he is so foul of a person. He deserves no mercy, motherfucker. Mm -hmm start our own little unit here in jail anytime anytime any fucking diddlers or goofs come in here we'll take care of them don't you worry i was thinking like i'd love a little unit where they just cut an inch of flesh off of him every day for like the rest of his life until he's nothing but a skeleton and And then make him eat it Yes, definitely. Definitely. That's part of it. Um, but like after they remove the flesh, they cauterize it so he doesn't die right away. And then he could just enjoy like an inch of flesh being removed every day until there's nothing left. You sick sad motherfucker. Authorities had overwhelming evidence against Larry. He was convicted of like a shit ton of charges, um, kidnapping, attempted murder, sodomy, Mm -hmm. rape, oral copulation, aggravated mayhem. And I didn't even know this was a charge. The use of an axe to cause great bodily harm. Now, maybe it's just like the use of anything, but I'm like, do they specifically have it for axes? Yeah, I think it's just grievous bodily harm. And then they would just like let people know yeah, what it was. was. Exactly. So he received the maximum sentence for his crimes. Yay. Yes. yes. What is it? Like 10 seconds? Guess how long? <laughs> In 1979, how long all of those charges should account uh, up to? If it's like five months, I'm going to rip all my hair out. 14 years. No, not 14 enough. fucking years. No. He would have, she would have been dead. Like, that's yeah. what I don't get. It's like, yeah. It's like if somebody who literally should be dead is such a badass that, that somehow survive. yeah. survives it, that that guy gets off a little bit. Like, it's like, no. No, he deserves somebody 600 who, years. Somebody who rapes and sodomizes and cuts off somebody's arms and shoves them in a drain should yeah. never be allowed never. to live ever again. No, no, you shouldn't be allowed to be amongst other human people or animals or anything that breathes or lives. Like you've lost that privilege after you nearly murdered someone that was his intent was to murder. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, yeah, I'm sorry she, she survived, Larry. Now you get like 10 seconds in jail. Like that's yeah. fucked up. That's insane. And I believe like I don't have the exact quote, but it's something like this, but the judge did say to him, he was like this is all I can fucking do. Like, mm-hmm. he didn't say those words. Imagine this mm-hmm. is all I can fucking do. But he's like, I would keep you in here forever if I could. Like, obviously, this is one of those situations where it's like the, the law fucking court system and the law. Mm-hmm. Like, exactly. Hi, Boba. You're so cute. So, needless to say, Mary was terrified. Like, yes, this because he. Oh my God, he's going to live to come back and and finish the job like he told her. Exactly. So she goes back home and she's immediately having trouble with her family again. Her quote is, they couldn't handle it. They took it harder than me. I'm telling them I need you, but they just couldn't do it. They were more interested in what they felt about what happened to me than what I felt. That's, I understand both sides. I mean, everybody's I mean, already was dead, having trouble yeah. with her family, you know, yeah. like, I don't think she had the best support system to be no, with. Of course, and no. then now 
they have a daughter that they have to help take care of who's like missing her arms who had these horrible things happen to Mm -hmm. her who's like terrified they don't know what to do and i mean of course like they will be traumatized but guys i think you need to put her feelings above yours if you want to help her yeah that's like it's like you can picture the scenario it's like you know, your daughter starts crying in the middle of the night because she's having a flashback and you come Mm -hmm. in and start punching the wall because you're so mad at what he did, you know? And it's like, no, I need you to fucking like console me right now and not be screaming in the other room about how you want to murder that man. Like, yeah, because that guy almost just murdered me and I'm scared hearing yelling and punching. Like you can understand both sides for sure. Exactly. Um, She also felt excluded um, when she was like sent back to school because she was placed into a specialized school for the handicapped. And I mean, that's not to say that everybody in there was like developmentally delayed, but like maybe some of them were and maybe she was like, this isn't like where I'm supposed to be, you know, like oh, this isn't me now. Like, no why does this way. have to be me? And not that anybody should feel a stigma, but we do know it is the 70s and early 80s or whatever. So I'm Dude. sure it wasn't like the fun classrooms that I've been to with the clients that I've worked with, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. like I'm sure it was probably like go sit in the corner and play with this ball, you know? Exactly. And not just that, but I mean, the court system just gave this guy 14 years. Mm -hmm. I highly doubt the education system is built for people with special needs whatsoever. Yeah. So she moved away as soon as she graduated and became very secretive about her life and location. She was traumatized. She was depressed. She became anorexic. She had trouble leaving the house and a ton of her close relationships just like disintegrated. She ended up living in fear for fucking years. I feel so bad for her. Like I, it's not enough for what she went through, but the aftermath is like, there's not a system there hasn't been justice, so how are you going to heal? Yeah, and not just that, but this world isn't, like, at this point, I, I don't think progressive or evolved enough to, to fucking truly have a place or counseling or anything that's going to help her. Like, not even just with, like, her physical needs, mm-hmm. but for, like, the trauma relief that she needs. Yeah. Okay, this is where you shit your pants. After serving only eight years and four months, San Quentin released Lawrence Singleton because he'd been a model prisoner. No, no. Model prisoner? How about a model human being? You guys want to go back to what he did outside of prison? Mm -hmm. Just because he wiped his fucking ass real nice in the fucking, like, just because he swept up the cobwebs out of the corner of his cell. Get the fuck out of here. Oh, because, like, he he prefers raping young girls and there's none in jail, so... Oh, they didn't let me have an axe in prison, so I couldn't show them what I would do outside. Oh, my. I don't even have the yeah. words for how angry I am. I'm just going to drink. Like Right now I've got coffee grains at the bottom of like this cold last sip of coffee from 9 a.m. And I'm about to down it because I'm fucking, I need something. I need something to keep me going because this ain't it, Jamie. <laughs> yeah, I'm almost done my wine. I'm like, don't allow this to become that time I did a backflip. No, don't do it. Okay. So, I mean, just like you, the public was fucking pissed outraged like this leniency bullshit was fucked up 
And he was still completely unremorseful. He still claimed he was innocent and that he had never raped or dismembered Vincent, which, I mean, he did He did admit that he cut off her hands. But he's, he's saying he didn't rape or sodomize her and all that. So when he was given parole, he actually didn't get out right away because all of the towns in California, like they tried to situate him in a d- bunch of different places. And when mm-hmm. people found out that he was getting relocated there, they the whole town would refuse. They would fucking riot. They were That's like, amazing. this man is not coming here. So he ended up having to spend his entire parole in a trailer on the prison grounds under a Good. curfew and watch of guards. Good. Um, Fucking loser. He joined Alcohol Anonymous and claimed he was sober. Um, Meanwhile, Mary was still in hiding. Um, And here's where it gets really fucked up. I'd actually never heard this before in in the podcast. Maybe I missed it. But Mm -hmm. I read this. Larry actually felt like he was the victim in the attack against Mary and decided to sue her. Are you joking? No. Oh, my God. While he was in jail. Angrier than I thought I could be. Yeah. He claimed he considered the events and knew he wasn't guilty. He said he remembered Mary threatening in that, on that night to accuse him of rape and that she had brandished a stick at him. And he decided that this was the reason he had become violent, maintaining mistreatment from the courts. He filed a complaint suing Vincent for forcible kidnap for the purposes of robbery. So she, he's saying she tried to rob him with a stick. I don't know. She tried she, to rob him with a stick so hard that he had to cut her arms yeah. off. And instead of letting her out of his car as a, like a stronger, older man, as she's a 15-year-old child or 17 yeah. or whatever. Like, But then he said he felt so bad about doing this like suing mary that he almost vomited like three times and couldn't sleep for several nights after filing oh boohoo you fucking monster i don't know what's wrong with him anyways the suit never went anywhere the courts were like fuck you so uh mary vincent wasn't the only one who feared larry his own daughter deborah um, spoke to the media and to the prison system, not the prison, but the courts and stuff mm-hmm. um, in length about what her father was like as a dad. When she found out he was getting out of jail, she also went into hiding and she asked that law enforcement if horrible. there was any way that they could keep him behind bars for any longer. Just forever. Yeah. Considering how he had used his status as a father to lure Mary into mm-hmm. his car Like, that really fucking bothered her, and it only made sense. In her own words, she said, I asked California prison personnel what could be done to keep him in longer, and I was told there was nothing. They suggested I obtain a restraining order at the time of his release. Sorry, but I mean this quite sarcastically. I tell you, he is a danger. I said that before the first crime. I've changed my name multiple times, and I'm moving across state lines, and you all suggest a piece of paper that will tell him exactly where I am, what my name is, and not to come within, say, 300 feet of me? like valid come come on courts like this he's threatened to finish the job and you guys are like here i'll just send him a piece of mail with her return address on it saying exactly you can't come murder me so finding california less than welcoming larry moved back to florida which is where he was from 
Um, I'm not surprised. Sorry, Florida. (laughs) Right? Sorry, Florida. You guys know. Um, Florida man. Just Google it. Florida man. That's all you need. And you know what? Like, for the most part, like, yeah, he was arrested, I think, twice for petty theft. He was sentenced to two years at one point, but only served like six months, of course. Um, And I mean, his neighbors in Florida and shit, like, I don't think they knew exactly who he was or what he did. But like, there's like quotes out there from people who are like, oh, he was such a chill dude, such a nice guy, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, he's living in Florida. And on February 19th, 1997, in Tampa, years after this all happened, years after he's been in prison, years after he's now he's out, he's in Florida, he's living his life as a older old man. (laughs) <laughs> On February 19th, 1997, in Tampa, Florida, a local house painter noticed a fucking horrific scene unfolding inside a nearby house. He quickly Stop. called the police and described to them the disturbing details. A fucking naked ass man covered in blood was repeatedly stabbing a naked woman who lay motionless on the sofa. Oh my God. He said to the 911 dispatcher that he could hear the bones being crunched after each stab and that he just continued on with his stabbing frenzy. And who was it? None other than fucking Larry Singleton. Of course. Oh, big shock. I'm sorry. They could have saved a life keeping him in prison. And Mm -hmm. here we are today in 1997. When the police arrived, like Larry literally just opened up the door all covered in blood and was like, hey. With his dick out? That, see, I've heard that he was just like his, he was, his clothes were covered in blood, but like this guy (laughs) saying he was nude. So I'm going to say dick out. Yeah. The victim was 31 year old Roxanne Hayes. She was a mother of three doing what she could to support her family. She had agreed to meet up with Larry um, and apparently proposed $20. Again, this is speculation because she's dead. Yeah, we can't get her testimony. No, Larry would go on to say that she tried to take more than the agreed upon amount from his mo- wallet. And then a fight ensued. And while no. he was trying to get a knife away from her, she wound up stabbing him. She He ended up, she wound up being stabbed multiple times. His cl- oh, yeah, sure. While he was trying to get the knife out of her hand, it wound up in her chest 50 times. Like, yeah. And I mean, and I'm sure he used this excuse before, Larry. You don't have two brain cells in your fucking head to come up with anything other than she tried to rob me. So I cut her into pieces. Like, go yeah, maybe and fuck yourself. Maybe you should not hang around women then. I don't know. Fuck. Like, if that, yeah. that's your go to. Whenever something Honestly, goes wrong. Honestly, he should be around any single person, so I'm fine with that. Like, yeah. he needs to be in a little box tucked away in the corner. And I mean, what he said definitely contradicted the testimony of the house painter. Like, an unconscious person can't yeah, really be true. fighting with you. A hundred. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. So, shortly after this happened and he was put in prison, he tried to uh, Epstein himself. But, okay. I mean, not really, yeah. though, because Epstein didn't kill himself. I like to throw that in there whenever I can. <laughs> I love it. He was then housed in a psychiatric hospital for some time before heading to jail to wait the trial. And who showed up to his trial? Mary fucking Vincent flew from California to Florida to testify on behalf of Roxanne and ensure this would never happen again. She once again had to relive. Yeah. 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 she, She had to relive her entire experience and went into great detail of exactly what happened to her. And why the ultimate punishment should be handed down to him. 
She said, I was raped. I had my arms cut off. He used a hatchet. He left me to die. Mm -hmm. And if you guys listened to me back then, Roxanne would be alive right now. Mm -hmm. Her poor kids. Yeah. So his defense was he never meant to kill her. It was a mistake due to too much emotion at the time. It took the jury four hours to come to the decision of guilty. Four hours. That would take me four seconds. I'd like get I'd up. Be, and I'd be on down. the stage. I'd be yeah. still not even in the back room. I'd just no. be like, "Hey guys, can we just stop? Like, don't even no closing statements." I <laughs> wouldn't have even had time to like pick the wedgie from standing up to go to the deliberation <laughs> room. I'd be like, guilty. Like, we need yeah. him gone forever. Yeah. So on April fourteenth, nineteen ninety eight, Singleton was given a death sentence for the senseless and horrific murder of Roxanne Hayes. He didn't seem to care um, when Judge Anderson passed down the sentence on him. This was an unprovoked, senseless killing of a human being. We are living in times worse than Sodom and Gomorrah, is what the fucking judge said. Random Bible reference. Yeah. However, on December 28th, 2001, only three years after receiving his death sentence. No, no, um, no, no, don't tell me he he died at the age of 74 from cancer. But yay, cancer. Like, maybe that was more painful than getting injected and killed. I hope so. God damn it. And again, like I said before, many believe that Mary and Roxanne weren't his only victims. I don't believe it whatsoever. Like, I forgot that you mentioned that before. Yeah. yeah, Some people think he could be responsible for as many as a dozen murders. Easily. Mm -hmm. Easily. Because he got so sloppy by his alleged second murder, just openly stabbing somebody in the house with like the windows open naked. Um, that, and I forgot that you had mentioned it like earlier in the episode where you're like, well, I don't think that this is the only thing like he's done. I stand by you with, on that statement. There's no yeah. way he would be so comfortable. He picked up the first girl with witnesses seeing her. Didn't give a fuck blatantly, whatever. So he was so slot. He either was a motherfucker who really didn't care or he had gotten so used to doing this that who like, you know, I'm not going to be so secretive. I'm not going to do all this fancy stuff to cover myself. I think up. she was like his sloppy last one. Like, yeah, and then so he, he, cause he got out, he was like, whatever. And oh yeah. I just again. To do it. Yeah. 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 Cause like, it seems to me that he was very familiar in the sex work world calling her up you know ten dollar hooker or whatever mm-hmm. and then also this woman was a sex worker i wouldn't be surprised if he was responsible for like multiple yeah like definitely sex and he worker that, murders because yeah. we know that there's fucking thousands and thousands hundreds of thousands i'm sure of fucking yeah. sex workers who will never know who killed them Exactly, because the cops do less than nothing most because of the time. Because they're less than, that's yeah, what they were considered. That's what they think, exactly. Yeah. All right, My so God. My that God. ends him. So let's try and uplift our mood a little bit and talk a little bit about Mary. Mm-hmm. So when Mary was a little girl, she had always wanted to be a dancer. But after the attack, her leg was actually used to reconstruct her arms. Oh, wow. And she has her prosthetic arms. Um so that ended that childhood dream of dancing. Um, years after her recovery, she got married, but then she got divorced. Her trauma had caused her years of stress and depression. Eventually, she became a mother of two boys. From there, her life began to change for the better. She began to heal, and she established close, close relationships as her new family became her life. 
Um, she also began to paint, draw, and sketch. Art has brought her joy as well as Amazing. a new direction for her life. Some of her works are valued at $2,000 or more. She is happy. She has mostly moved past the label cast on her while Larry was still alive. As she puts it, most people know me because of who I am, not just what happened to me. They just assume I was born this way. I also read that she also has um, helped to, um, what's the word, design prosthetics as well. Oh, that's amazing. She even designed her own prosthetic for bowling, I believe. That's awesome. Yeah. So like, she, she's also an advocate. She does a lot of advocate work for victims of mm-hmm. like uh, abuse and violence and, and, you know, things like that. So she's actively speaking. She was on the show I Survived, which is I've, I haven't seen that episode, but I really want to. But I can't seem yeah. to find any I Survived. Like I don't have any of the channels for it mm-hmm. and I can't find the channels for it. It's on A&E. So I need to find whatever A&E. I think they're still doing their own fucking thing. I think so too. Anything yet, assholes, bastards, bastards. So yeah, that is the story of Mary Vincent and fuck you, Lawrence Singleton. She took trauma that many, many, many people would not be able to have survived, not just long term, but that night, that mountain that she had to climb with no arms, her her recently severed, brutally hacked off arms. And she not only survived something that most people would have died that like from that attack, but she went to live years and she fought to get that fucking garbage bitch put in fucking prison. And not just that, but then is able to put all of her efforts towards helping other people, like whether it's with prosthetics or just, just mental health and surviving and, and trauma counseling and like, what a person like what i can't even believe it like she yeah. is fucking incredible but what a story to pick on international women's day absolutely <laughs> harrowing but that's the reality of being a woman in this world of what can happen to you yeah. but also the strength that comes with just like fucking living this life but also my god jamie i'm like it was great god. i'm just i'm literally like left my body already oh Sorry. yeah i left i left the second the hammer came out yeah. Sadly, it was, you know, a fucked up story, but it is a survival story. And it just goes mm-hmm. to show you like, and I mean, this is like an extreme shit oh, yeah. like this happens, like maybe not necessarily like murder, but mm-hmm. shit like this happens every fucking day it to does. women yep. and, and, and to anybody, any sex realistically, like can have these kinds of things happen, but like specifically women trans women yeah you know indigenous women and children like and girls like it's just it's insane you know what we have to worry about out in the world i don't know what it is but it's it's fucking i mean i know what it is a lot of things we can't get into that that's for another podcast (laughs) that was our intro not even murderotica (laughs) <laughs> for somebody who's actually specializes in doing that type of stuff. Oh, and that's definitely yeah, not us, honey. We can rant about it, but I'm not going to say anything that can be taken and used as misinformation. No, I'm not going to take. I'm not going to say anything or suggest that anything I say it can be taken as constructive advice. Even, <laughs> anyways, that let's let's <sighs> sign her off. 
Well, it's been fun. Happy International Women's Day to everybody out there. We love you. Um, be nice. Don't be an asshole. Remember, yeah. um, I'm always wishing you, we are always wishing you much more foreplay. And a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. So much, so much, so much less foul play. Goodbye. Goodbye.